previously on Libel the Bible. Scott discovers his love for Lebowski. Rusty discovers his love for praise. Scott complains about his salvaged chair. Samson destroys an entire town's gate with his bare hands. Samson falls in love with Delilah, who is offered money to betray him by revealing his weakness. Delilah nags Samson until he reveals his strength comes from his hair. Samson gets his eyes gouged out and arrested. Forced to perform for the Philistines, Samson takes out hundreds of dignitaries along with himself by collapsing an entire arena. Micah thinks kidnapping a priest negates his idolatry. The Israelites once again do what they want and turn away from Yahweh. And now, the conclusion to the book of Judges. going on i'm rusty i am scott the herder of the hopeless <laughs> and this is libel the bible this is episode 70 and this is the la- the season finale oh awesome awesome yeah we're finishing up the book of judges today yeah. uh what'd you think of the book so far book of judges it's fun it's got some fun stories got some action got some excitement some got betrayal got some yeah. got some nonsense <laughs> <laughs> and then some more nonsense and you know there's a lot of nagging from women in this one that's what you took away from it? I mean, I'm a misogynist, so yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess I you are. Because I would think, you know, um, maybe she, he needed to be nagged. <laughs> this dude needed some nagging. Samson? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could you stop killing everybody? Samson, could you? Could you? Look what you've done. In fairness, though, I think, like, it wasn't really Samson's fault. Like, Yahweh was controlling him, and, uh, you know. No. that's It's that, Yahweh's fault. That's that, We're going to use that excuse anytime somebody acts up. It's Yahweh's fault. I don't buy it, man. And I still don't buy why he took the gate. <laughs> like, what the fuck did he take the gate for? <laughs> Just because he could? Yeah, I think so. I think it was a display uh, of his might. All right. All why, right. why not? I think the dead bodies was enough of the display. I don't know. I don't know. I got to tell you, man. I, Russ, I, you know, as evidenced by the recording of the previously on 16 times because of my gaffes, I don't think I'm bringing my A game tonight, man. Yeah, why? What's happening? I went out last night. I went to a, down in Tribeca, I went to a steakhouse, like some uh, the old homestead, been around since like the 1800s, a corporate thing. Um, I drank way too much, man. I was drinking Manhattans, which is just, you know, straight liquor. It's hilarious because I was listening to episode 69 today, mm-hmm. and you were stumbling through your words, and you said, you know, Rusty, I'm not even drunk, but... I have been drinking for like six nights in a row, and I think I'm going to have to like dry out. And here we are starting the next episode, episode 70, and you're telling me how you've been drinking like all this alcohol. All right, I'm na- I'm laughing not because I'm I'm finding it funny. I'm, it's a nervous laugh. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I might have a problem. So then after the after that, we went to like a, an old speakeasy type place. You know, we had to go through an entrance of a building, down a weird hallway, past a freight elevator, into this like really cool basement, like old timey looking bar. And I drank some more Manhattans. But was it as cool as Meow Wolf going through like the refrigerator no, and ending no, up like in another no. dimension? But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, my night kind of ended up that way because I don't know how the fuck I got home. So really? I think I went to, yeah, dude. So now I decided to leave. It's probably. You drove? No, I took the subway because mm-hmm. I knew I was going to be drinking. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know I was going to be drinking that much. Like, I, 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 I know, man, I lost control out of myself, man. I left the place. I said goodbye to everybody. Peace. Right. And I started walking. And I was, yo, I felt it, man. I was, I was in the lead role, man. 
I was walking down the street. You're the main character. Main character, right. What did I say? Lead role? All right. Lead role, yeah. yeah. Main I, was, I was the main character, man. I heard the music. Mm-hmm. Man, it was like, Did anyone stand for you? Uh, people, No, people were parting for me. It's nice. like, you know, it was like... Well, because you were probably <laughs> stumbling, looking like you were about to vomit or something. <laughs> nah, man. I was hearing... Uh, I was hearing like Side Night Fever music playing. Yeah. You tell by the way I use my walk. Mm. No, I hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning it. So I'm, I'm strutting my way to the I'm subway, right? I'm seeing you. You're saying strutting. I'm saying stumbling. <laughs> Yo, man. You can't, for those of you who don't live in New York. You know what I'm picturing now? I'm what, picturing what like picturing? that scene in Wolf of Wall Street where he thinks like he got home and everything was fine, but like it was not fine. That's very possible. Right? So now I'm walking. If anyone who doesn't know Manhattan, like except for the very downtown part of Manhattan, you can't get lost in Manhattan. It's a brilliant grid system. Like you literally cannot get lost. Right. Yo, man. So I'm strutting. I'm strutting. All of a sudden I'm looking at New Jersey. I'm like, how did I get to the Hudson River? <laughs> What am I doing at the Hudson River? Yeah. So I was like, I played it off my head. I was like, oh, I went for a stroll. I was just enjoying the moment so much. Then I turned around to come back towards, you know, civilization. And that's when I realized, yo, I'm fucked up. All right. Because sometimes until you get up out of your chair, you're, you're by weird. yourself at this point. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so now I'm walking back. So now I've just wasted about 25 minutes of time from when I last used the bathroom. And I got an hour subway ride home. I'm like, yo. So I had to apologize to that high-end business that smelled like asparagus pee <laughs> this morning when they went to open up because I had a pee, man. <laughs> so I tucked myself into like the foyer area, the, uh, the entrance to this business. Yeah. Um, and you know it was a high-end business because, you know, it's one Boy, of those businesses. Boy, you had yourself a night. Yeah. It's a high-end business because the lights are left on at night and it's all glass. There's no roll-down shutters or anything. Right, so like, yeah, I peed like in a pretty brightly lit place because I had to go before I got I on mean, the train. I mean, listen, sometimes you got to pee. You're yeah. not gonna pee in your pants. Yeah, of course not. That that would be, I think, rock bottom for you. <laughs> like I think once you pee your pants, at that point you're gonna have to reassess your lifestyle. So what happened was though, I do remember the last thing I really remember was peeing. And like, you know when you pee on the street and sometimes you're not on the you're you're in the downward portion of the where the pee sure. is. Sure. Like the pee comes right at your feet. Sure. So I had to spread my legs now, yep. right? So now yep. the pee is going between my yep. legs. Yep. And I look behind me and it's like people are having to step over my trail of pee. It's the people <laughs> out. And I'm like, oh, man. what the hell is wrong with me? Right? So I was like, sorry. Yo, and then I finally made it to the subway. I like that you're questioning what is wrong with you when the answer is, yeah, is it's so, right listen, there. Man, so I in your blood. I took, I took so I got I took the train home. Barely remember the ride home. Don't know what the hell was going on. I remember the train took forever to come. Wow. Yo, so it was at the point where like some of the guys I was with like called me today. Scott, you all right? You kind of pretty hammered when you left last you night. You know what your problem is, Scott. I'm, I'm getting to that, man. Oh, I think okay. I know what my problem all is. Right. I'm fucking half an alcoholic. Well. Not exactly. I don't like the good times to end, man. And I don't know how to limit myself. I don't know how to say no. It's not about limiting yourself or saying no. You are a very social creature. You can have a conversation with a person like on life support (laughs) who's brain dead. Okay? And I've seen it. I've seen you have conversations Maybe with people now. barely functioning at a level beyond being on life support. All right. Those people need so love So you too. can talk to anybody and alcohol is a great lubricant for that. And 
it's also something you have in your hands. So like when you're talking to people, you know, it's weird. Mm. Like if you're like in a setting where there's drinks, it's weird to be having conversations and being like a social butterfly without something in your hand. And so you drink. And then what happens is after like the fourth or fifth drink, drinks start going down easier and easier and easier. So now you're not even realizing that you're drinking because you're busy flapping your fucking gums. It's like that time that we were at the New Year's Eve party and you were talking to that woman for like an hour before fucking I told you she doesn't speak a word of English because I was told by someone, right? So I think that's really the issue. It's not that you're a half an alcoholic. It's that I think before you even realize like what's happening, like you're drunk because you're in a social situation. Mm. Yeah, I, I got to tell you though, last night was that was pretty rough, man. Like I woke up this morning, going, what the fuck did I do last night? And I, I, I don't like feeling that way, man. So that is we- it, gotta, it is weird, like when you don't remember parts of like yeah. your. The night. last time that happened is when I was on medication and I drank and I like it caused it like like yeah and I could I was on the subway, dude. I was on the A train at one yeah. o'clock in the morning. I could anything could have happened and it ran local, <laughs> so it took forever. <laughs> I was gonna say that's why you were downtown by like the Hudson River because isn't that where the A train is? I mean, you were in the right like oh, yeah. Listen, if you I were like in the right area, yeah. Let's just put it this way. The subway was literally around the corner from this place. Yeah. Right? Because I got off the subway and went to it. The downtown <laughs> is a fucked up like system. It's a little fucked up. Because we, yeah. we got to keep the British out. That was the problem. Like yeah, the, the Dutch had to keep the British out. So, you know. How'd that work for them? Not that good. Yeah. <laughs> Not that good. So I'm going to say I woke up this morning still drunk. Yeah. And I was like, this this was not good. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know, man. It's a, yeah. I might have a little problem. Well, I mean, I'm glad you had that like experience because it helped us fill like eight minutes of time. Yeah, and yeah. I, I certainly don't have anything to talk about. That's all right. We can talk about the Bible, which is what people we think are here for. I've never had an evening that I don't remember. See, that's it, like, it it's was never not happened. Good. It to was me. not good. Man. But I'm not a drinker. You know what I mean? Well, Again, I'm not a drinker, so that's not my thing. I haven't ha- I haven't had that happen since I stopped taking certain medications. Yeah. So just from alcohol. I mean, I've, once or twice it's happened, but like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 50s now, man. That shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Well, like I said, you get like you get excited. You know what the problem is? I'll tell you what your problem is, Scott. Yeah, tell me what my problem for is. For many people, it's not a problem. But for you, it's excessive. Mm-hmm. You're a romantic. Mm-hmm. You're a romantic. All right. I'm, I'm so, it. like, you like talking to people, and you like laughing, and you like, you know, like, you, you, you have this, like, you want to feel good. Yeah. Here's the feeling good all the time. <laughs> that explains why I was masturbating on the train last night. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can't do that. It's frowned upon. In, in, in 2023 New York City, you could do anything. I mean, yeah. Dude, man, this subway car going there, mm. I had to apologize. I, yo, I stunk like weed getting off that car. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. It's just like everybody stunk like weed. You had to apologize? Because <laughs> I stunk like weed. Why did you stink like weed? Because the car, I'm telling you. Who did you apologize to? Nobody, really. Oh. But um, I wasn't following uh, that whole like, train um, of thought. My point being is, like, I think everyone in the car had just smoked weed before they got onto the train. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I was in the city a couple of weeks ago, and I stepped off the subway, and it was just like, I was around Madison Square Garden, uh. and just the air was filled with just weed. <laughs> like, just filled with weed. Eh, you know what? We never hurt nobody. <laughs> I mean, you know what happened? We hung out outside of like MSG for like an hour, waiting to go in, and nothing happened. 
What do you mean? People nothing? were smoking weed oh, yeah. and nothing happened. Yeah. You know what would have happened if people were drinking alcohol like beforehand and then an hour after? Yeah. You'd be stepping over pee. Like, I yeah, people there'd be pee life. and fights and like people not remembering <laughs> shit. Oh, you know what? You know what was great? I felt safe last night. You know why? Because the moment Tucker Carlson got fired, yeah. all of a sudden, all of those people coming after my things just disappeared with them. Yeah. Like, where all those people go? Yeah. They're not here anymore. So, welcome back, New York. It's a very safe place. Well, luckily, Scott, <laughs> Fox News will replace Tucker Carlson. Oh, I hope so. And um, they will show you who to be afraid of. They'll oh. let you know, and you will start seeing those people again. Yeah. I mean, going to work, I guess to go, well, I mean, going to the event, I think I got raped three times and set on fire. But coming <laughs> home, there was no problems. <laughs> it's like Mar- uh, there's like uh, a whole series of TikToks because Marjorie Taylor Greene, when she came down here for Trump's uh, arraignment, yeah. you know, like they booed her the fuck right the fuck out of here. You know, like, <laughs> like it was just it was brutal. <laughs> Yo, she was like walking through like a crowd of people and people are just like yelling profanity at her. And, you know, so... When she came back to like Washington, she's like, New York City was so disgusting and dirty and there was just like homeless and this and that. So now there's like TikToks all over with her giving that like statement mm. um, interspersed with like scenes of like, you know, people playing chess in the yeah. park <laughs> yeah, and just like the, the magnificence that New York really is. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> Uh, did I tell you, I got, a, I got accosted by a squeegee man the other day. Con- oh, shit. The squeegee people are back? The squeegee people are oh, back. Oh, man. Yeah, I come out of the I Lincoln Tunnel. I do not miss the squeegee. No, not at all. I come out of the Lincoln Tunnel into Manhattan. I was coming from Jersey. And I, three guys arguing on the corner. So, Loud. for people to understand, back in like the 70s and 80s, um, before Rudolph Giuliani became mayor, like in the early 90s, anytime you're at a stoplight in Manhattan... <laughs> Like, you know, an unhoused person would approach you with a dirty squeegee and not even a rag. It would be like a newspaper, you know, (laughs) with the ink like running. And they'd squeegee up your fucking windshield without even like you asking and then wipe it with their dirty newspaper, making it worse, really, for the most part. (laughs) And then they'd want you to like tip them. You know what I mean? So I'm stuck at the light. I hear like traffic. So Giuliani got rid of all that shit. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> he was worth it. <laughs> um, so the traffic's not moving. Then I notice there's three guys arguing on the corner. They must have been in the street, and then they moved to the corner, like onto the sidewalk. So traffic started moving. But I got three, stuck at the three squeegee guys are three, arguing. I didn't know they were squeegee guys at the okay, time. Okay. Okay. Just three guys. They're arguing. Okay, disheveled. Okay. I don't know what yep. territory. I don't know what it is. Did they, that, what did they look like? What did did you like? notice? Like they look disheveled. They look like they're probably they homeless. Look, they had so shit they like against homeless. the building. Okay. Yeah, they look. They what do they look like? <laughs> I'm not asking. Like, did one look like Christopher Walken and the other look like De Niro? Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Say what again? <laughs> so, uh, so they're the, having a dispute. Yeah, yeah. So there's one one while disputing. This guy starts sideways walking towards my car while still yelling at the other guy. Right? In a flash, I didn't even see the squeegee in his hand. Yeah. He's got my windshield wiping his up. I'm like, nah, fuck. <laughs> right? He's, he's wiping it. He's, my windshield gets all soapy and wet. And then, like, then he did an amazing fucking job. Really? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I won't do something stupid here. Right? But I had no cash on him, so I had to give him, like, coinage. They don't take, like, uh, Cash App or Venmo I asked him, or Zelle. Uh, it was funny. The whole time he's doing this, he's still arguing with the guy. 
I can't even make out what they're arguing about. No. All right. And then he walks over to my, please have a blessed day. Anything you could spare. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's, he's immediately like, fuck you, motherfucker. You should have told <laughs> him about libel the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we did a good job. On the you know what I think is going on, Scott? I think that because like it's only now starting to come back, it's only now at the beginning that you're going to get like really good service. Uh, Once like other people pick up on it, you know, you're going to start getting like the true. imitators coming true, in, like true. the shoddy service, like every like successful... working for volume yeah. instead of like, you know, taking their time with every windshield. It's like every successful show now has like four or five spinoffs from it and they all get progressively worse, you know. So, yeah. So that, that squeegee guy, I'm going to give him a shout out. Outside the Lincoln Tunnel, New Jersey into Manhattan. Yeah, right. did, a good, did a good job. Look I hope sp- he won whatever argument that was. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you were in his favor because he did a good job on your windshield. Yeah, but it, it really puts you in an awkward position. Because I was thinking while he was doing it, I was like, do I turn on the windshield wipers? to be a dick. Like, 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 how do I react to this? I'm like, this guy's got it bad enough. Do I really need to be act, act like a dick? Mm-hmm. But it, it, it is kind of like a violation of your personal space, man. You don't need to act like a dick. Shut up, man. You are a dick. <laughs> all right. Well, I helped that guy out, and then I peed on the sidewalk yesterday. All right? So I, 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 I lead a balanced life. <laughs> so it sounds like you've had a pretty exciting week, Scott. A lot's happened to you. Yeah, you, you know what? Because You're like no, out there in the world leading a big boy life. I have been out there a lot in the last week or so. Ever since my birthday, it's been like a nonstop uh, mm-hmm. you know, party. Nice. You know? But I think, nice. I think the party needs to grind to an end right here on Libel to Bible. I have a question. All right. I was scrolling through like headlines the other day and I saw a headline. Oh, it was actually it's not about a us? headline. About us? No. Oh. I wish. It was a breaking news alert. Oh, yeah. About this Japanese like lunar probe that they lost contact with. And I was like, hmm, I didn't hear about a lunar probe. Mm. And then reading further. They were going to land a probe on the moon. Mm-hmm. It was going to be the first like lunar probe landed on the moon by like anyone really. And they lost contact with it upon approach to the moon. And I was like, why is the first time I'm hearing about a Japanese lunar wow. probe when it's about to fucking hit the moon? Like, why have I not heard about this? Because it's... It's not sexy, I guess. I don't so know. apparently, uh, what I'm hearing is it ran out of fuel or something, <laughs> Oops. and didn't have enough fuel to make like that last landing. Okay. <laughs> so two points. Number one, you don't expect to see that kind of shoddy like engineering and math coming out of Japan. Oh, Cons- why not? Well, considering the vehicles that they're able to produce, you know how you know the Honda Accord. Literally is like three hundred thousand miles before like you need to service it. Yeah. Um, and two again, why did I not know about this? I read the news. I read the science section. I go and I look. Like so, you're telling me what I missed one day and I don't know about this? Well, well, the reason first of all it ran out of fuel was because the libtards outfitted it with a uh, with a wind turbine and duh, there's no wind in space, dumbasses. And the whole and the whole way there was killing space birds. <laughs> space birds are just crashing. Like Galaga. Yeah. By the way, like, I am tired of seeing sci-fi movies, shows, whatever, and there's like pew pew sounds like in outer space, like laser sounds in outer space. I know why space, you're saying that. Or too. explosion sounds in outer space. I know space. why you're saying that. Because you're expanse. watching the expanse and they 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 lower the volume on it though. 
It's not as loud, right? It shouldn't be anything. And of course, it should be nothing, but they do lower it because like, conspicuously, they, right? they claim that they're like a hard sci-fi show. It's supposed to be like serious. You know who else did that? Battlestar Galactica toned down the, the space sounds. They were still there, but they toned it down. It shouldn't be any I sound. Understand, but then you listen to silent scenes. It's, it's not vacuum. as cool. It's a fact. It's not stuff. as cool, man. There's a way to do it. If you're creative enough, there's a way to do it, for sure. All right. For sure. I don't think so. For sure. All right. No, 100%. Well, you know, good thing that whole industry has nothing but creative types in it that haven't figured it out. You ever hear of the Flanders, the Ned Flanders effect or something like that? It's, uh, it's, it's a guy from The Simpsons, right? It's like when you introduce a character in a show and they have certain personality traits. And then, like, as the show progresses, like those character traits become more and more exaggerated until they become almost like buffoonish. Same thing happened to like Homer, you know what I mean? Like I'm tired of that. I'm tired of like watching shows where like writers aren't creative enough to come up with compelling plot lines. And so all they do, like there's no real character development. Character development is only like an exaggeration of whatever that character's original, like, mm. outline was. You know what I mean? I'm mm. tired of that, those kinds of shows. Yeah. And I feel like most shows are like that. I have high standards, Scott, is what yeah, I'm I saying. I can see that. I have high standards. Are we on this topic? Let's just have to do with the Bible, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just all over the place right now. I'm all over the place. Like, you're, you're not really focused because of, like, your hard living. <laughs> and I'm just, like, scatterbrained right now. I mean, yeah. we could get back to the Bible. We could, you know, yeah. we could. We uh, we're we're finishing up. We're finishing up judges. Yeah, let's let's, let's judge these people, man. There. Do you think this is going to be the end of mentioning that Israel has judges? Is the Israelites? Sorry, have judges? Like we're not going to hear about them anymore? Well, it's not going to be the focus. Are this. you asking me like really? Yeah, what do you like think? what, what do, do I think? think? What do you think? I think most likely we're not going to hear any more about judges. Maybe we're going to hear about like kings and whatnot. Ah, all right. So let's get into uh, um, the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> judges so 19. Judges 19. Yeah, you want to start it off, man? Sure. I can't even see, man. <laughs> the Levite's concubine. Ooh. So I don't know what I'm about to read, but is this like one concubine? That gets passed around the Levites? I doubt it. I think. So a concubine, for those that don't know, is basically like a mistress, right? It's someone that you're not married to that you keep. Or no, is it a more formal title like in the in this era? Like a second wife or a third wife? Like a, you know, like like a, a slave woman. Like, or like a mobster's girlfriend on the side? What the hell a they call it? Yeah. Maybe it's like that. All right. It's like you. It's like your steady side ass, not just some random. Okay, there is an apostrophe s, so it's the Levites concubine, not like the Levites, not right, so, all the Levites. So there's one Levite we're talking about specifically here. It seems like we're gonna find out about a a particular Levite's concubine. Wait, let's not even speculate, man. Let's just get into it. Let's all do right. it. All right. Judges nineteen. <clears throat> in those days, when there was no king in Israel. A certain Levite residing in the remote parts of the hill country of Ephraim took to himself a concubine from Bethlehem in Judah. But his concubine became angry with him, and she went away from him to her father's house at Bethlehem in Judah and was there some four months. Then her husband set out after her to speak tenderly to her and bring her back. He had with him his servant, 
and a couple of donkeys. When he reached her father's house, the young woman's father saw him and came with joy to meet him. His father-in-law, the young woman's father, made him stay, and he remained with him three days. So they ate and drank, and he stayed there. On the fourth day, they got up early in the morning, and he prepared to go. But the young woman's father said to his son-in-law, Fortify yourself with a bit of food, and after that you may go. So the two men sat and ate and drank together. And the young woman's father said to the man, Why not spend the night and enjoy yourself? When the man got up to go, his father-in-law kept urging him until he spent the night there again. On the fifth day, he got up early in the morning to leave. And the young woman's father said, Fortify yourself and linger until the day declines. (laughs) So the two of them ate. When the man with his concubine and his servant got up to leave, his father-in-law, the young woman's father, said to him, Look, the day has worn on until it is almost evening. Spend the night. See, the day has drawn to a close. Spend the night here and enjoy yourself. Tomorrow, you can get up early in the morning for your journey and go home. (sighs) I'm going to stop right there. Yeah, you should. (laughs) So we can discuss. What are your initial thoughts, Scott? My first thoughts were, did he meet up with his concubine? It wasn't until the end that the concubine and the servant and him, like the whole time I was like, There's is, a he, lot of is, like she, is she hiding? Like, is he there's there's like a lot of missing. <clears throat> so in other words, okay, so him and the father like eat whatever at night. But what is going on during the day? I feel like we're not getting the story of what's going on over the course of this fortnight or however long he's there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm now, I'm now I'm curious is the father doesn't want him to go because he doesn't want his daughter to go. He wants his daughter. He, you know, he loves his daughter. Or like is the father crushing on the, on, the, on the son-in-law? I don't know. I think either option is possible at this point. Yeah. We're going to get right back to the show, but before we do, we'd like to invite you to come visit our Patreon. Each week, we discuss a new topic at the intersection of society and religion. We explore the encroachment of religion onto secular institutions, such as schools, workplaces, and government. In addition, we'll investigate whether religion practices what it preaches. So, after this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash libelthebible and join in the conversation. And now, back to the show. So, but the man would not spend the night. He got up and departed and arrived opposite Jebus, that is Jerusalem. He had with him a couple of saddled donkeys, and his concubine was with him. What happened to the servant? First of all, what what kind of fight did they have? Why did she leave him? Did he like... They don't mention that. He talked sweet nothings to her, and she was like, okay, like she, she decided to go back with him. And when you were at the beginning, when, when uh, she grew angry, she became angry with him. I clicked on the footnote, it was like... Prostitu- prostituted herself against him. So what does that mean? She went out and slutted around? Or she betrayed him somehow, like gave up like information or sold something of his or, yeah, slept around for money. <clears throat> She's when, a concubine. Yeah, sure. Hey, listen, you know what you you know what I was when you concubined me, right? When they were near Jebus, the day was far spent, and the servant said to his master, Come now, let us turn inside to the city of the Jebusites and spend the night in it. But his master said to him, We will not turn aside into a city of foreigners who do not belong to the people of Israel, but we will continue on to Gibeah. 
Then he said to his servant, Come, let us try to reach one of these places and spend the night at Gibeah or at Ramah. So they passed on and went their way, and the sun went down on them near Gibeah, which belongs to Benjamin. They turned aside there to go in and spend the night at Gibeah. He went in and sat down in the open square of the city, but no one took them in to spend the night. All right. I got to tell you, so far, we have read 15 verses. I could have narrowed this down into like three verses. Sure, sure. One night, a man and his concubine were traveling to wherever the fuck they're from, the hills of Ephraim, and they spent the night at Gibeah. Like, mm-hmm. what is, like, why was all of this other information? I'm, I'm going to say this, since we haven't gotten to the end of this story, I'm pretty sure by the end of this story, why was this even included in this book, in the Bible, like the most important book ever? Why is this story even in here? I'm sure it's going to lead to it. Like, you like, think so? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, maybe there's a lesson to be learned from all this. Uh. Yeah. All right. So they're spending the night in the square. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Last time didn't wait. Isn't the last time someone stay in a square like like a whole bunch of people tried to rape them? They like they, they had to go get rushed into a house. They're like you was can't that be out Sodom? there. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. Really? I don't remember that. I believe you. Or was that Gamora? I don't even remember because they say Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah is like what is in the yeah. cultural like you know uh, language. But it was only one of those yeah, cities. they never mentioned Gomorrah other than referencing it. They never actually said anything about it. So, All right. I don't know. Then, at evening, there was an old man coming from his work in the field. The man was from the hill country of Ephraim, and he was residing in Gibeah. The people of the place were Benjaminites. When the old man looked up and saw the wayfarer in the open square of the city, he said, Where are you going, and where do you come from? Where do you come from? Where do you, you <laughs> that go? That was totally played in my head just now. <laughs> where are you going and where do you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. He answered him, We are passing from Bethlehem in Judah to the remote parts of the hill country of Ephraim, from which I have come. I went to Bethlehem in Judah, and I am going to my home. Nobody has offered to take me in. We have straw and fodder for our donkeys, with bread and wine for me and the woman and the young man along with us. Your servants need nothing more. The old man said, Peace be to you. I will care for all your wants. Only do not spend the night in the square. So he brought him into his house and fed the donkeys. They washed their feet and ate and drank. All right, I mean, this is a long roundabout way of getting to nothing. Like, this is the kind of part that I remember was better when we read it ahead of time so we could just skip right through this kind of, like, shit. Yeah. Um, Shoot. Do you think we should change formats? Like, how can we have a – maybe I have a hybrid format? Maybe we should skim the material, Mm -hmm. not quite read it, and then make make a decision together like whether we're going to read it pre or during. I'm going to tell you this. Considering my feelings towards this audience, I don't think it really matters. Well, it doesn't matter that we that we're droning on about a story. You know, nobody's going to give a fuck about. Or that's right. Well, fuck them. All right. They'll get what they get. They get. I need you, Scott. Look at me. I'm looking. Look at me. I'm looking. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you are. 
Wouldn't it be weird if they woke up the next morning and the guy was like, no, don't go. Stay another day with me. Eat. <laughs> like, like, everyone on this creepy journey. It's like a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> Yo. Did you see, was it called White Bear? Cocaine Bear? An episode of Black Mirror. Oh, I saw them all, I believe. The one with the woman and like everyone's like crazy and they're chasing her and like then this other group shows up and they're like going to help her. And then it turns out at the end, like her and her like, it's like a, she's actually in jail, but it's like an amusement park. I don't know if I remember that. I think I would remember that. Maybe I did miss an episode. This woman wakes up and she's watching like a TV channel or something. And then like outside, there's like all these people and they're like shooting at her and she starts running. But every once in a while, there's like these people who are like videotaping her like on their camera recording her. And then she starts getting help from these from this other group of people. And like this whole crazy shit goes down and people get shot and she gets shot and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden she's sitting in a chair and like a whole like the whole cabin that she's in like disappears and the chair turns around and she's like in front of a studio audience and it tells her about this crime that she's committed mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is her punishment that every day she goes through yeah. this and then they wipe her memory and she wakes up the next morning and has to go through like the same thing again that shit was fucking crazy that is some, that's some sick shit right there brings us to Gibby's crime <laughs> speaking of crime while they were enjoying themselves, the men of the city, a perverse lot, oh, oh shit, look at that, you were on yeah. it, surrounded the house and started pounding on the door. <laughs> they said to the old man, the master of the house, bring out the man who came into your house so that we may have intercourse with him. Holy fuck. You remember? In Sodom, they were like, so we could know them. Yeah. Well, who's the strangers that we want to get? Now they're not even pulling punches. Yeah. Like, we want to fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And the man, the master of the house, went out to them and said to them, No, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Since this man is my guest, do not do this vile thing. Here are my virgin daughter and his concubine? Let me bring them out now. Ravish them. Yeah, this is a repeat, dude. Here are my virgin daughter and his concubine. Oh, the man's concubine. Here are my virgin daughter and his concubine. All right. Ravish them. And- wait, wait, wait. He's <laughs> finished that sentence. Here are my virgin daughter and his concubine. Let, Let me bring them out now. Okay. Ravish them and do whatever you want to them. But against this man, do not do such a vile thing. But the men well, will not listen. To- I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Man. In fairness, <laughs> these two are just women. So it's not that big a deal. Is the whatever happens the to them? For some reason, why, why, I thought the servant was male. She's a concubine. No, I understand the concubine's a woman, but I thought the servant was a man. They don't really specify, but I guess it is a man. I mean, a woman. I don't know why you bring that up. Yo, man. I, I didn't say Here about are my virgin daughter and his... Con- oh! Sorry, man. All right. I especially yeah. stopped and we talked right, about right. it. So. All right, okay. All right. So All my right. point is... Since this is a comedy show, ultimately, <laughs> at the end, I think. I mean, it's going to turn into a Scott intervention soon. But, the, but for now, it's still a comedy program. And I'm saying this is okay because these are women. Gotcha. So fuck them. Right. Right. And you're actually saying that. Yeah. That's not the, not the people in the Bible. You're saying that. Misogynist Rusty saying that. Yes, yes. Just to be clear, I am saying that. <laughs> But the men would not listen to him. 
So the man seized his concubine and put her out to them. They wantonly raped her and abused her all through the night until the morning. And as the dawn began to break, they let her go. As morning appeared, the woman came and fell down at the door of the man's house where her master was until it was light. What the fuck goes on in these places? I was thinking this was being t- this was the same story we already heard about in Sodom, but like from a different point of view. That's what I was thinking at first. But the facts don't jive, and you know everything jives in the Bible, so it doesn't I th- jive. It can't I be right. I think what happens is it's possible. Now hear me out. So there's a theory about bacteria growing on like wheat back in like colonial times and that's what caused like people to hallucinate witches and all that shit right like they were all tripping balls maybe Yahweh doesn't want them to make idols because there's certain toxins and chemicals and whatever fucking like they're using like to shape these metals or whatever metals they're using to build these idols maybe by having idols in their homes it fucking rots their brain and they start going crazy and suffering like mass delusions. And so if you remember, Micah was in the prior like fucking mm-hmm. chapters. He made like idols. Remember like that whole like priest that he saw, he made him a priest. Then that other group sure, showed sure. up and they took that priest and they were like, be our priest. And then they spread like idols throughout like wherever they went. So maybe because... Turning away from Yahweh means worshiping idols, and worshiping idols means getting like lead poisoning in your fucking head. So you're saying this because you think this 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 city here has made idols, and they're all like fucked up, and now they're roving rape gangs because of that. Yes, that's what I think is going on, Scott. That's exactly <laughs> well, what I'm. I don't saying. understand. Like you brought you I'm brought up saying... the whole thing about the idols to describe their behavior. No, what I'm saying is Scott. It's kind of like when you ask a rhetorical question, you don't expect an answer. So I'm doing like a bit because this is a comedy show. <laughs> you keep pointing and, that out. but and, it's, like, it's, and in the past, we have like tried to theorize, you know, if Yahweh's like an alien and like what are the reasons for all this? So I am now making up like a reason along those same comedic like lines. That is fine. But usually when we come up with like a theory. Scott, you keep but- pulling back the curtain on the show and like <laughs> exposing like the great Oz. <laughs> Listeners, hold, hold, cover your ears right now. Right. Yeah, but usually when you come up with a theory, it's like based on something we just read. We didn't read anything about idols just now. So when you went into that theory, I thought you were going to say that's the reason these, these roving right. rape gangs. So there. if you give me a minute, I can explain it to you. So obviously this behavior is not like normal behavior, right? Like there's no like town that you go to where you expect to get raped by the town, right? Like, yes, like maybe stay away from like certain like elements you know like you don't want to run into like this type or that type but an entire town right so obvious so that's an extreme in the previous chapters samson died and now we are in between judges and we know that the hebrews or israelites whatever they're called they turn away from yahweh during these periods in between judges right okay now after samson died We read a story about someone named Micah. Micah made like these idols. I got you. And then these idols started being spread throughout like, you know, Canaan. So what I'm saying is this is probably years later. There's no judge yet. And so 
these people have idols in their homes that are like poisoning their brain, like with like lead poisoning or whatever. Now, you ask me if that's what I think is really the situation. And again, I say, no, I was just like doing like a clever like bit, like along the same lines of like, why does Yahweh want the Levites to be the priests? And why does he want these people to march here? And you know what I'm saying? So we squared that away now. Like metallurgy fucks your brain up. You know what else fucks your brain up, Scott? <laughs> a lot of drinking fucks your brain up. In the morning, her master got up, opened the doors of the house, and when he went out... And went, oh, <laughs> what a great morning. You know what didn't happen to me yesterday? I didn't get raped by the entire town. What about you, concubine? Uh... Trigger warning. Yeah, do you think um do you, do you think when the newspaper got delivered that morning, like they were just like <laughs> laying on top of her? Like, uh, open Massive the gang house. rape in front of uh <laughs> And when he went out to go on his way, there was the woman, his concubine, lying at the door of the house with her hands on the threshold. You think he's gonna be like all disgusted? Like, how dare you? Like, if you didn't wear that like robe, I, I, well, you know what? No, because they wanted to rape him. <laughs> like, she wasn't doing anything. <laughs> he was probably wearing the revealing clothes. <laughs> And I like how he slept the night away and just got up like yeah, the next morning. She's like, still outside. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he had his earplugs and he didn't uh, hear like the screaming. Uh, <laughs> raises the volume on the TV a couple of notches. <laughs> Get up, he said to her. We are going. <laughs> but there was no answer. Then he put her on the donkey and the man set out for his home. When he had entered his house, he took a knife and grasping his concubine, he cut her into 12 pieces, limb what the f- limb by limb, and sent her throughout all the territory of Israel. Then he commanded the men whom he sent, saying, Thus shall you say to all the Israelites, Has such a thing ever happened since the day that the Israelites came up from the land of Egypt until this day? Consider it, take counsel, and speak out. All right. That's interesting. Let's discuss. Let's discuss. Okay. He is upset with her or the town of people that raped her? He's upset with the town. Okay. Yeah. So he kills her. No, I think she was dead already. No, he kills her. No, I think she was dead already. We are going, but there was no answer. Then he put her on the donkey. The man set out for his home. When he had entered his house, he took a knife and grasping his concubine, he cut her into 12 pieces. I think she was dead already. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. So, she's dead. He cuts her into 12 pieces. So, this is kind of like a warning yeah. to everybody. Yeah, this is a sick fucking activist movement. Is it like an movement. I'm coming for you warning? I think it was more like, again, I'm sure we'll find out in the next chapter. Mm-hmm. I think it was more of like, it was a warning, but not I'm coming for you. I'm like, this is what our society has become. Okay. Right? Fair. Okay. Fair. First, it's some dick pissing on the street in Manhattan, and now it's this. It comes right. to this. Right. Yeah. Um. Why did it have to be this extreme? In other words, do you know Emmett Till? You know the story of Emmett sure, Till? Sure, sure. Okay. Emmett Till's mom, after his terrible, terrible beating, uh, made sure that his funeral was an open casket yeah, so that yeah. everybody could see what the fuck yeah. happened to her boy. Um, so this, I'm assuming, is that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. But he cut her into 12 pieces. It's almost like... 
he wanted an excuse to like <laughs> cut this poor woman into twelve pieces. <laughs> can he? I mean, I guess you can twelve do... for the twelve tribes. He's going to send like a piece to each tribe. Ah, sure, sure. Who gets the head? How does he decide who gets the head? Who gets like? Do you think like the people carrying leg? the piece are like, yo, can, can I get that boob? Give me the boob butt. Yeah, like the boob. I'm assuming it's part of the... gross. I'll take the vag. Can I have the vag? Yeah, that's not gross. I'm not taking any of these parts. Get the fuck out of here. Get somebody else to do this job. Oh, look at you. You're above taking like lady parts. No, oh, Mr. Evolved. Just separately. I guess you're not a misogynist like me. Yeah. All right. So. All right, so that makes a lot of sense. So this is... <laughs> this whole thing makes sense. It's like what you said. We went through like, I don't know, 15 chapters of judges, and all we were told about was the judges, but we weren't really given details about like what were the things that the Israelites were doing that led up to the need for a judge. And you had said last week, now we're starting to see like the, you know, the evil that the Israelites yeah, are committing and how they've turned away from Yahweh. So this is another example of that. So basically, it's pre-flood. Like every time like a judge goes away, it turns into like the pre-flood society. So what what makes them go become rapists and gay rapists? Like why they're always they always want to rape the men? I just told you it's the lead in the, the lead, idols. Right. All right, fair enough. Or it's like you live under the rules of like Yahweh, right? Think about how strict, mm-hmm. right? So every fucking porn star interview ever since the beginning of time, where they come from? They come from these like crazy religious, like repressed, like backgrounds. You know what I mean? Uh. And then they fucking break away. And next thing you know, they're doing coke and like, you know. Yeah, thank God for religion, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for all them drunken mis- dance recitals. So it's possible, <laughs> you know, a generation of people grows up right after the Israelites are holy. And now it's 20 years later. And it's degrees. You get to raping people by degrees. You know, first you have like your key parties. You yeah. know, everybody's consenting. Mm. Then it's like, you know, someone says, you know, at the last second, they're like, yeah, I've changed my mind. Mm. You know, but you, you don't care. You, you go. So it's like by degrees over like 50, 60 years, they reach a point where they're just like, fuck it. We're going to rape like whoever shows up to town. It's probably they've probably raped every single person in that town already. And now it's like, oh, there's a new person to rape. Let's go rape them. It's it's, it's scarily f- familiar, uh, you know, similar to Sodom. So now why isn't why is an asteroid not crashing into, Sod- uh, into this town now? Why isn't God turning everybody to salt? That's a good question, Scott. Let's see. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Let's go on to Judges 20. Right. The other tribes attack Benjamin. You want to get us into this? Uh, Sure. (laughs) (laughs) What's with you, man? (laughs) Then all the Israelites came out from Dan to Beersheba. Yeah, Beersheba. Yeah, I got to go get a drink, man. (laughs) Including the... (laughs) That's one of my trigger words, man. (laughs) I think words is a trigger <laughs> word. Uh, from Dan to Beersheba, including the land of Gilead, and the congregation assembled in one body but before the Lord at Mizpah. You know who wasn't in one body? <laughs> the concubine. Oh, Maybe they brought her. If all 12 tribes got together, they, they, they'd bring oh, the parts. Right. Why not? Like Frankenstein her back. Oh, that'd be crazy. 
And she was she avenges all the people that have been raped uh, in the world. Nice. Like that's zombie concubine. That's a good fucking story right there. I like it. Maybe maybe it's in the book. <laughs> Let's do it. The chiefs of all the people of all the tribes of Israel presented themselves in the assembly of the people of God. Has that word been used before? The chiefs? I don't know. Hasn't it been like leaders and like chiefs? Is like I don't know. Right? The chiefs of all the people of all the tribes of Israel presented themselves in the assembly of the people of God. 400,000 foot soldiers bearing arms. Wow. That's, that's <laughs> and, and two of them were bearing her 400, arms. 400,000 fucking foot soldiers. Do you you know how many, like... That's a lot. Do you know the amount of land that you need just to have 400,000 fucking soldiers on it? Yeah, probably a lot. A lot. <laughs> In parentheses, now the Benjaminites heard that the Israelites had gone up to Mitzvah. Okay. And the Israelites said, tell us, how did this criminal act come about? The Levite, the husband of the woman who was murdered, answered, I came to Gibeah that belongs to Benjamin, I and my concubine, to spend the night. The lords of Gibeah rose up against me and surrounded the house that night. Lord's lowercase. Mm -hmm. They intended to kill me, and they raped my concubine until she died. Then I took my concubine and cut her into pieces and sent her throughout the whole extent of Israel's territory, for they have committed a vile outrage in Israel. So now, you Israelites, all of you, give your advice and counsel here. So they're all going to start talking to each other? All of you. I want all your opinions. Um, what I didn't understand was the Levite, the husband of the woman yeah. who was murdered. So is it his concubine or is it his wife? Is That's weird. Can, can okay? it be both? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, so that's weird. And two, so this confirms what you had said. So he sent out these body parts in order to shock these people into like meeting and being like, yo, yeah. look at what's fucking happening. Figure out like how it's been. You know what this is like? This is like the Facebook group that I'm in for like my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It's just basically like Republicans complaining about every little like crime that occurs in the city yeah. and being like, this is what happens when you have like a Democrat running like the city and the state, blah, blah. You know, like crime never existed and no. in New York City, despite yeah. the fact that like, we are the safest fucking like city in the country, yeah. uh, whatever. So this is what this reminds me of. He's like, oh, look at what's become of us, you know. Uh, we we need to elect like a Republican in order to fucking clean things up. And I don't know what. So you think this is maybe just a? This is like he's he's a, what do you call it when you announce you're running? Like when you <laughs> like he's he's uh, announcing his candidacy. Right, right, right. Thank you. Candidacy. The way Ron DeSantis is for 2024. What up? Meatball Ron. Gonna put a prison next to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be ironic if somehow he got arrested and was made Isn't to it go ironic? And, go, and had to be given a cell in that prison looking at like the, the, the Magic Kingdom? That, that would be very would be fucking, fucking ironic. Great. That would be not ironic. That would be just desserts. Yeah. They serve dessert? In prison? Yeah. I mean, in the prison that he would go to probably, yeah. All right. Getting back to Judges 20, verse 8. All the people got up as one saying, we will not any of us go to our tents. Nor will any of us return to our houses. But now this is what we will do to Gibeah. We will go up against it by lot. We will take men of a hundred throughout all the tribes of Israel. And a hundred of a thousand. 
and a thousand of a ten thousand to bring provisions for troops who will go to repay Gibeah of Benjamin for all the disgrace that they have done in Israel. So all the men of Israel gathered against the city, united as one. So I'm going to say this. So that whole thing you read that they were saying, all the people got up as one, and they all said those exact words at the same time. (laughs) It's been written like that before. It's... Oh. Nonsense. So you gotta think it's about it's like a musical. It's like a West Side Story, you know. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Like they're all singing it at the same it's time. True, right? Yeah, it's not something they rehearsed, right? It just yeah, came to them yeah, as a, yeah. uh, they just broke out. So it's, I, it's like every episode of Family Guy. I gotta say, this is like being an extreme reaction to what happened. But hey, mother- can it? Is it but, an extreme but, reaction? But motherfuckers are gonna think twice about raping somebody when four hundred thousand people show up to avenge her death. Yeah. That's pretty fucking badass. If somebody fucking punches you, you go at them with a knife. If they come at you with a knife, you you fucking bring a fucking gun. Yeah. If they come at you with a gun. They send one of yours to the hospital, you send one of theirs to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. And that's how you get Capone. Why? What's in the morgue? Why do you, why do you want to go to the morgue? <laughs> the tribes of Israel sent men through all the tribe of Benjamin saying... What crime is this that has been committed against you? Now then, hand over those scoundrels in Gibeah so that we may, so that we may put them to death and purge the evil from Israel. But the Benjaminites would not listen to their kinfolk, the Israelites. The Benjaminites came together out of the towns of Gibeah to go out to battle against the Israelites. On that day, The Benjaminites mustered 26,000 armed men from their towns, besides the inhabitants of Gibeah, who mustered 700 picked men. Of all this force, there were 700 picked men who were left-handed. Everyone could sling a stone at a hair and not miss. And the Israelites, apart from Benjamin, mustered 400,000 armed men, all of them warriors. This is going to be a massacre. This is quite a fucking <laughs> battle that's being set up. Why uh, the significance of being left-handed? I, I don't know. The last time that was important yeah. was the guy hiding a sword, remember? In some chamber, and he cut somebody I'll up. I'll tell you this. As an athlete, all right, so as someone who played tennis, mm-hmm. it's always harder playing against the lefty because the vast majority of people that you're playing against are right-handed. Right. So you're used to seeing shit coming sure, at yeah. you from certain angles. You know what I mean? Um, when it's a lefty, everything's like mirrored. It's it's different. What's percentage of the population of lefties? It's quite It's quite small. It's definitely a minority. So it's actually expanding. Really? Because people were forced to be right-handed, oh. and now no one gives a fuck anymore? No. The problem is you start letting a few left-handed people cross the border, and now, now they're running shit. And where'd your, way of life, where'd your right-handed way of life go, Russ? One I, day I, you're going to reach for the refrigerator door, and it's going to be hinged on the wrong you're fucking not wrong. side. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You're not wrong, Scott. DeSantis is going to fix this shit. Oh, well, we just lost three of our listeners in a left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> you want to pick it up with uh, verse 18? Sure. The Israelites proceeded to go up to Bethel, where they inquired of God, which of us shall go first to battle against the Benjaminites? And the Lord answered, Judah shall go up first. Okay. So I, did they draw straws? <laughs> I like that they knew where to go to talk to Yahweh and that he actually fucking answered them. 
Maybe like pay phones. Like is this like a phone booth? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had to get to the next one. Then the Israelites got up in the morning and encamped against Gibeah. The Israelites went out to battle against Benjamin, and the Israelites drew up the battle line against them at Gibeah. The Benjaminites, Benjaminites came out to Gibeah, came out of Gibeah, and struck down on that day twenty-two thousand of the Israelites. The Israelites went up and wept before the Lord until the evening, and they inquired of the Lord, "Shall we again draw near to battle against our kinsfolk, the Benjaminites?" And the Lord said, "Go up against them." The Israelites strengthened themselves and again formed the battle line in the same place where they had formed it on the first day. Why? Why did the Benjaminites um, align themselves with those rapists? They were kinfolk. I think Gibeah is in the Benjamin territory, so it's like one of their towns okay. or cities. But like, we, this is a civil war. Like, we have to put this in the context. This is I mean, Israel. it's not entirely a civil war. It's a, a minor civil war because it's really eleven tribes against one tribe, right? Yeah, right. that's hardly like a civil war. All right, it's a civil battle. I mean, listen. You're not entirely wrong. <laughs> Yahweh should say, and next time when you go up against them, take the swords out of their hilts. I mean, out of their scabbard <laughs> or whatever they put a sword in. He wasn't specific enough. <laughs> yeah, like, he was, don't, don't fucking stand there and get He was just knuckle. like, all right, what I want you to do is uh, you're going to send um, Judah. <laughs> Judah will go up first. And like a bunch of Judah went up, but like with no weapons because <laughs> they weren't told to. Oh, right. <laughs> so. The Israelites, I'm there, right? I'm yeah, on yeah, 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Israelites advanced against the Benjaminites the second day. Benjamin moved out against them from Gibeah the second day and struck down 18,000 of the Israelites, all of them armed men. All right, so there you go. They were armed. Mm-hmm. Then all the Israelites, the whole army, went back to Bethel and wept, sitting there before the Lord. They fasted that day until evening. Then they offered burnt offerings and sacrifices of well-being before the Lord. And the Israelites inquired of the Lord, for the Ark of the Covenant of God was there in those days. And Phinehas, son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, ministered before it in those days, saying, Shall we go out once more to battle against our kinsfolk, the Benjaminites, or shall we desist? The Lord answered, Go up. For tomorrow, I will give them into your hand. Yeah. I haven't heard about the Ark in quite some time. I I was starting to wonder, like, where the fuck is the Ark? And (laughs) I was wondering, where the fuck is the Ark? Well, because we're, we're hearing about, like, all of these people who subjugate the Israelites and... An army with the ark in front of it is like indestructible. So why is it not being used against like these Canaanite kings? Because maybe that's the 1935 version of events. Like they maybe they haven't gotten there yet. They don't realize if we just put the ark first, we're invincible. No, God literally told them like the ark goes ahead of everything. Like they know. <laughs> what? <laughs> They did specify that they were armed. I went back while you were reading that yeah. to see if they specified that. You no, know, they never mentioned that they were armed the first battle. I know. Were. I stopped. Um, I, I pointed out that they're armed. Like, yeah. I made a point of, like, inflecting it. <sighs> so Israel stationed men in ambush around Gibeah. Then the Israelites went up against the Benjaminites on the third day and set themselves in array against Gibeah as before. When the Benjaminites went out against the army, they were drawn away from the city. By what? It doesn't say. Okay. 
as before, they, can, like, they put a dollar bill on the ground with a string attached they to it. They drawn away from the city. You think it's like that cartoon with Donald Duck and Bugs Bunny? Remember, like, the whole cartoon is Donald Duck being drawn, like, all fucked up and, like, missing a beak. Oh, and then, he's all mad and the then at the end of the episode, it's Bugs Bunny drawing him. You think, like, Yahweh's just <laughs> fucking drawing these fucking assholes, like, in the wrong place. And then they like, oh, shit, we're, like, 10 miles outside of town. <laughs> So they were drawn away from the city, literally drawn. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, so maybe God's a uh, is a he's an illustrator. Oh shit! God's a cartoonist. Yeah, Looney Tunes. Uh. God is Mel Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As before, they began to inflict casualties on the troops along the main roads, one of which goes up to Bethel and the other to Gibeah, as well as in the open country, killing about 30 men of Israel. That's not so bad. The Benjaminites thought they are being routed before us as previously, but the Israelites said, let us retreat and draw them away from the city towards the roads. The main body of the Israelites drew back its battle line to Baal Tamar, while those Israelites who were in ambush rushed out of their place west of Geba. There came against Gibeah 10,000 picked men out of all Israel, and the battle was fierce. But the Benjaminites did not realize that disaster was close upon them. Oh, shit. I, I, again, well, not again, just for the first time. I got to think, you don't need crazy tactics when you have 400,000 and they have like 700. I don't understand like, why. What tactics do you I, need? I don't understand. You know what it is? It's like when you're playing Risk and you want to be like all fancy and you have like 100 like army going up against like five uh-huh. but you instead of rolling three dice you just roll like one you know and you roll one at a time and you keep losing and losing just roll all three dice bro oh see i'm not really familiar with just the fucking rules, so, it's yeah. all right you can choose how big you attack it's, got, it's all right there's smart people in the audience <laughs> who will get it <laughs> oh. <laughs> The Lord defeated Benjamin before Israel, and the Israelites struck down 25,100 men of Benjamin that day, all of them armed. Then the Benjaminites saw that they were defeated. Oh, shit. What did they see? Did they see, like, the fucking broken bodies of, like, their men, dismemberment and beheadings? No, they saw, uh, from the Israelites' point of view, finish him! (laughs) That was like a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat reference. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, okay. I actually saw someone posted on Reddit this week the original footage of the real people doing the poses that they fucking use oh, cool. in the fucking game. Cool. This week, someone posted that on uh, Reddit. And that was, that was before they used like uh, sensors and everything on the bodies, right? Yeah, they, were just, right. Just, they were just basically drawing yep. them, right? Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The Israelites gave ground to Benjamin. Because they relied on the troops in ambush that they had stationed against Gibeah. The troops in ambush rushed quickly upon Gibeah. Then they put the whole city to the sword. Now the agreement between the main body of Israel and the men in ambush was that when they sent up a cloud of smoke out of the city, the main body of Israel should turn in battle. But Benjamin had begun to inflict casualties on the Israelites, killing about 30 of them. So they thought... Surely they are defeated before us, as in the first battle. But when the cloud, a column of smoke, began to rise out of the city, the the Benjaminites looked behind them, and there was the whole city going up in smoke toward the sky. Then the main body of Israel turned, and the Benjaminites were dismayed. 
for they saw that disaster was close upon them. Therefore they turned away from the Israelites in the direction of the wilderness, but the battle overtook them. And those who came out of the city were striking them down in between. Surrounding the Benjaminites, they pursued them from Nohah and trod them down as far as a place east of Gibeah. 18,000 Benjaminites fell, all of them courageous fighters. When they turned and fled toward the wilderness to the Rock of Rimen, 5,000 of them were cut down on the main roads, and they were pursued as far as Gidim, and 2,000 of them were slain. So all who fell that day of Benjamin were 25,000 arms-bearing men, all of them courageous fighters. But 600 turned and fled toward the wilderness to the Rock of Rimen and remained at the Rock of Rimen for four months. Meanwhile, the Israelites turned back against the Benjaminites and put them to the sword, the city, the people, the animals, and all that remained. Also, the remaining towns they set on fire. <sighs> okay, so let's, let's, let's sum this whole thing up. The Israelites got together with 400,000 men to go beat the shit out of Gibeah because of the rape and murder. The Benjaminites say, you're not doing that. You're not coming here and fucking killing everybody. Like, was it for a good reason? Like, like yo, 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 let's find out who did it, arrest them, have a trial, do the shit right. Not a fucking mob of 400,000 people coming to kill people. It's kind of so like maybe you, you're resistance. intruding on our sovereign land. Yeah. You're not allowing our process to fucking take yeah. place. You're usurping our fucking primacy. Yeah. So so they were going to light the, 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 the fire to signal the Israelites. So I, I didn't understand the whole point of that story. It feels to me like God lifted the whole town up into the sky. No. What? He can't, can he do that? <laughs> when the Benjaminites, if you go to where, verse 39, the main body of Israel should turn in battle. But Benjamin had begun to inflict casualties, killing about thoroughly. Surely they are defeated before us. But when the cloud, a column of smoke, began to rise out of the city, the Benjaminites looked behind them, and there was the whole city going up in smoke, Toward the sky. Was the smoke going up towards the sky or was the whole city going up in smoke toward the sky? Ah, that's that's a good question, man. I'm thinking it's probably the former. It's just, just on fire. Sky, just fire, yeah. Because Yahweh do that? Does he have that kind of power? Sure, why not? Sure, yeah. I mean, Yahweh well, created everything. You don't yeah. remember the first yeah. fucking yeah. five days? Yeah, but does that mean he has a tractor beam to lift the city up the ground? Come on, even the Borg, you know, don't do that. Well, they used to do that. The Borg did that. Are you honestly asking <laughs> if <laughs> Yahweh has the power to lift up like a city? I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't. He think, created the firmament. I don't think. Remember the firmament, yes, Scott? I the don't firmament th for God's I sake. I don't think this Lord is the God that uh, Genesis speaks of. It's a different one. It's someone that came in after the fact. I think so. It's like that woman. That was like hovering over the planet in Star Trek The Next Generation. That was like the devil lady, but like she was oh, just yeah, using yeah. their like yeah. ancient like yeah. lore and tales to like yeah. intimidate them. Yeah. What was the name of that? Uh, Devil's Do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you finish watching Star Trek Picard? I did not, so please don't. I've been saving it for like a night where I can like really settle in. I've got the last two episodes I haven't oh, watched. So listen, this is not the time for feedback from our 
listeners and go, hey, how about that last scene in Picard? Like, don't like include that in the feedback you're not giving us. What's the difference? You wouldn't see it. Where would you see it? That's true. Like, I don't you don't know. like monitor like anything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even listen to our episodes. <laughs> By the way, episode 69. <laughs> I listened to it today. Very good. Liked it a lot. Yeah. Liked it a lot. Yeah. We talked about it a little we bit. Did. Before we did. And you said the sound was okay, even though we're in this echoey room now. Uh, I didn't hear anything wrong with it. I think we sound better than just about every show out there for like two idiots. <laughs> Ain't hard to do. <laughs> two idiots like, you know, in a fucking echo fucking chamber pretty much. I would like to hear some feedback. So beginning with episode 69, if you've listened Whee! to it. Oh, you mean like. The hell was feed. that? That was feedback. Oh, feedback. Nice. Yeah. You have quite the uh, It's your kind of humor. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tentacles. <laughs> but so people... that party, by the way, where you were talking to that woman <laughs> who didn't speak a word of English, yeah. at that same party, there was another woman who all night long was talking about Axel Rose having like being able to like sing in like a certain amount of like keys or whatever because you said I have like gotcha, octave gotcha. or whatever. She peed on the fucking carpet <laughs> that night. Like just was, so you were talking about peeing party, on the man. street and being like, oh, it's getting on people's like shoes. We were sitting <laughs> in the living room on like a shag rug and she peed like where she sat. Nice. And didn't nice. say anything. No one nice. knew until the next morning. That's that's crazy. Was that also the party where you were like crawling around she all also, fours looking for a remote she, control? She also fucked <laughs> my brother-in-law's brother that night. Brother-in-law's brother. Okay. Chris. All right. Chrissy. Is um <laughs> before or after the pee? We don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe pee was maybe part during of, the pee. Maybe, maybe it was maybe part did. of it. You know, yeah, I don't. I'm not judging. Was that the same party you were, like caught on all fours looking for a remote control? I don't remember that. Oh, that you don't remember. I honestly don't remember that. I do remember uh not I do remember being in a room trying to open up a door and the door was kept pulling back on me and I didn't understand why. And then I realized it was like George who was banging some rando while his girlfriend was like looking for him. And I was like opening the door and like they kept pulling it back. And it was like, you know, there were two people having sex. And I didn't like, it took me like 10 minutes to like figure oh, that way out. Way to read the room, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good night. The Benjaminites saved from extinction. Judges 21. Oh, shit. This is it. This is the last chapter. Of the Book of Judges. Oh, it is. It is. All right, this is it. Let's, let's, let's this is it, it, motherfucker. The Book of Ruth is next. Ruth. You know, the Book of Ruth only has like four chapters. You know why? Woman. Yeah. Woman. So they gave her no thing. I'm surprised they even have a Book of Ruth. It was probably originally Chris. Uh, it was probably Chris, and then it became Ruth's Chris book. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's yeah, good. Yeah, all right, cool. For those that don't know, it's a steakhouse in New York. Now the Israelites had sworn at Mitzpah. No one of us shall give his daughter in marriage to Benjamin. And the people came to Bethel and sat there until evening before God. And they lifted up their voices and wept bitterly. They said, O Lord, the God of Israel, why has it come to pass that today there should be one tribe lacking in Israel? On the next day, the people got up early and built an altar there and offered burnt offerings and sacrifices of well-being. Then the Israelites said, who out of all the tribes of Israel did not come up in the assembly to the Lord? For a solemn oath had been taken concerning whoever did not come up to the Lord to Mitzpah. 
saying, that one shall be put to death. I'm sorry, I'm reading funny because my back just twinged on me. That one shall be put to death. <laughs> yeah. But the Israelites had compassion for Benjamin, their kin, and said, one tribe is cut off from Israel this day. What shall we do for wives who those... For those who are left, since we have sworn by the Lord that we will not give them any of our daughters as wives. All right. So right now, the main problem is it's kind of like 1865 in the United States. We've just finished having like this war, and we're trying to bring these people back into our fold. And a lot of people are saying, fuck them, punish them. And other people are saying... That's not what you have to do if you want to bring them back into the fold. Like, they're they're still part of us, and what's it going to look like if we don't bring them back in? You think there's a tinge of regret here, too? Like, they feel bad about what they did? <sighs> I don't know. They did, like, venerate the Benjaminites in the prior chapter where they kept saying they were all brave men. I thought that, I was know? surprised by that, actually. I meant to actually say something about that. because yeah. yeah, in several occasions, they, they, they talked about them in a good light. Yeah. So, so it's, it's almost like... Both sides did what they had to do or felt like they were justified in mm. doing. You know, like the Benjaminites felt like they had to um, maintain their sovereignty over their own land. I mean, that's our speculation. And they the don't other, actually say that. What's that? That's just our speculation. We are just two simple men, and this is, yes, this is our speculation. Yeah. So the rest of the Israelites, they felt like they had to enact justice against that one town of rapists. Hmm. So, um, Judges 21, verse 8. Then they said, or no, we did that, yes? We're up to 21, 8. Oh, okay. Then they said, is there anyone from the tribes of Israel who did not come up to the Lord of Mitzpah? It turned out that no one from Jabesh Gilead had come to the camp, to the assembly. For when the roll was called among the people, not one of the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead was there. So the congregation sent 12,000 soldiers there and commanded them, Go, put the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead to the sword, including the women and the little ones. This is what you shall do. Every male and every woman who has lain with a male you shall devote to destruction. And they found among the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead 400 young virgins who had never slept with a man and brought them to the camp at Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan. How is this justice? Well, because the rule is quite simple. If you we're calling a fucking congregation, you show up. You don't show up, you're being put to death. It's in writing. It's one of the rules. But here they are. They're all gathered together to lament the fact that the maybe tribe of like, Benjamin... Maybe the cell service dropped out. Like, maybe the tower was, like, in need of repair that day. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, the fucking the carrier pigeon. Like, how about, and, like, a trial and, like, finding out, like, how come you didn't show up? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, just start killing people. <laughs> just start killing people. <laughs> what I find odd, though, is they're at this congregation lamenting the fact that one of their tribes is gone now. Benjamin's no longer here. And wait a minute. Where are those other people? Go kill them now. Why? So you can have another conference tomorrow lamenting the fact that, oh, these people are no longer with us either. Yeah, stop killing everybody. And, and who's not here at today's fucking <laughs> council? Imagine you just got the shits, man, and you couldn't leave the bathroom. And why do they got to kill everybody? What happens is they saw the body parts of the concubine, and that mm. stirred up like their bloodlust. All right. Doesn't seem to take much for these people. 
well, you know these people, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> then the whole congregation sent word to the Benjaminites, who were at the Rock of Rimmon, and proclaimed peace to them. Benjamin returned at that time, and they gave them the women whom they had saved alive of the women of Jabesh Gilead, but they did not suffice for them. How convenient that, like, they were like, who will marry, like, the Benjaminites? Yeah. And there was this tribe of people who didn't show up to this council whose virgins they took. Yeah. This is what you shall do. Every male and every woman who was the Benjaminites male, get these virgins? What did they do to deserve such a reward? It's reparations, man. From the congregation. It's reparations. But reparations just... are paid by the losing side. Reparations are paid by the losing side? Yes. No, they're paid to the losing side. No. Scott, Wait. We, we, we don't even have to argue about this. All right, all right. So after World War One, as an example, the Treaty I'm of Versailles, sorry. Germany had to pay reparations. Gotcha. I'm and sorry. that's what like led to like Hitler and like there because they were like in a serious state of depression because of like all the money right, they right. had to pay back. Right. And so that's called reparations. So as soon as I paused and thought, I like, duh, yeah, of course. Yes. So again, so why are they like the Benjaminites getting these virgins? Like what the fuck? <sighs> Can't they have something? I mean, come on. It doesn't matter. They're refusing. They're like, this isn't enough. Oh, all right. So, oh, this answers my question. So verse 15, the people had compassion on Benjamin because the Lord had made a breach in the tribes of Israel. So the elders of the congregation said, What shall we do for wives for those who are left, since there are no women left in Benjamin? And they said, There must be heirs for the survivors of Benjamin, in order that a tribe may not be blotted out from Israel. Yet we cannot give any of our daughters to them as wives. For the Israelites had sworn, Cursed be anyone who gives a wife to Benjamin. So they said, Look, the yearly festival of the Lord is taking place at Shiloh, which is north of Bethel, on the east of the highway that goes up from Bethel to Shechem and south of Labona. And they instructed the Benjaminites, saying, Go and lie in wait in the vineyards and watch. When the young women of Shiloh come out to dance in the dances, then come out of the vineyards, and each of you carry off a wife for himself from the young women of Shiloh, and go to the land of Benjamin. Then, if their fathers or their brothers come to complain to us, we will say to them, Be generous and allow us to have them, because we did not capture and battle a wife for each man, but neither did you incur guilt by giving your daughters to them. The, Benjamin, the Benjaminites did so. They took wives for each of them from the dancers whom they abducted. Then they went and returned to their territory and rebuilt the towns and lived in them. So the Israelites departed from there at that time by tribes and families, and they went out from there to their own territories. In those days, there was no king in Israel. All the people did what was right in their own eyes. <laughs> so, because there was no king, these people were trusted to do the what was right in their eyes. Like, this was atrocity upon atrocity upon atrocity. That was what's right in their eyes. Well, this is saying, it's a contrast. It's specifically saying, did what was right in their own eyes. 
they're supposed to be do, living by the word of Yahweh. They're not supposed to be straying from the path. Here they're making up their own rules. Yeah, well, their rules suck. So let's, let's, let's recap this. So some, guy, some concubine argues with her husband, or we got we to get to the bottom of that. She, she goes off to go hang out with her father. He goes after her a couple days later. They go to leave the next day. The father-in-law is like, no, stay, stay, stay. He delays them like three or four days. They finally get on the road. They refuse to stay in the city of foreigners because those cities are fucked up. I am not hanging out with those dirty fucking foreigners. Let's go to one of our own cities, which they camp out in the square, and then a, round, a gang of rapists show up when somebody takes them into the house. They throw the fucking woman out. She gets raped to death. He cuts up the body into 12 pieces, sends it out. Everybody, 400,000 soldiers, go to Benjamin. They go to Gibeah. Benjamin stands up for them. Benjamin gets wiped out, all but 400. Then they cry about it. Then they say, who's missing? They go to another town, kill everybody but the, the virgins. Then the Benjaminites, who they've all but wiped out except for 400, are laying in a vineyard, and these girls come out dancing? I'd be hard-pressed to dance. <laughs> like, if, like, you just killed everyone I know. Well, it didn't happen then, because they said there's going to be a festival that's coming up. So it's like down the road, like they went and like they lay low, like, you know, on Halloween night or something. Okay. So now these girls are forced to dance because I'm sure they're not even, even if, as time went by, I'm sure they're not in a dancing mood. They come out and dance and then these Benjamites jump up, throw them over their shoulders and kidnap these women and essentially rape them to rebuild their fucking civilization, their town, their, their land, their mm-hmm. tribe. Sure. Yeah. This is a good fucking story. <laughs> this, is, this is fantastic. I got to tell you, Scott. The whole time I was reading that, I was thinking, imagine if this was made into like a Game of Thrones style like show on HBO, how soon it would be fucking canceled. Not like taken off air canceled. I'm talking about like woke fucking culture fucking canceled. Yo, rape, extreme violence. I don't think Just he's debauchery it. of the highest fucking order. Game of Thrones had some debaucherous shit, too. Maybe not at this level, but I don't know. I don't know, Scott. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not really a promising view of humanity. I, I think whoever wrote this book didn't really like people. <laughs> no, no. Um, dude, they really like killing people, man. So overall, I like judges. <laughs> in those days, there was no king in Israel. I mean, right, so. There was definitely a lot of action. A lot of action. Yeah. So right. that's it, Scott. We're, we, yeah. are th- we, that, we are now seven books ended. Seven? We're about to start our eighth, eighth book of the oh, Bible. Genesis, the book Exodus, of Leviticus, Ruth. Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. All right. And it's the shortest one. Four chapters. We might get through it in like one episode. Uh, could be full of like really good stuff. Um, by the way, do you know that we have a Patreon page? No way. We do. It's uh, patreon.com slash libel the Bible. Uh, we discuss uh, subjects at the intersection of religion and society. Society and religion. We put society first. I thought we talked about this, Rusty. I'm sorry. 
It's just the way because you. Some, well, you know what, Scott? Maybe you're at the corner of society and religion, and I'm at the corner of religion and society. You ever think of that? We are on like diagonally opposed corners waiting for the light to change. <laughs> yeah, and right. then we will intersect. Yes. <laughs> Giggity. Um, so. You know what? I should have known there was a Patreon. But I found something in my in my house the other day. I couldn't tell what it was. It was like this dust-covered thing with cobwebs and shit. Mm-hmm. And I brushed it off, and it was our Patreon page. Oh, shit. Yeah, because it was like so little traffic going there. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. cobwebs and dust. Yeah. So, I mean, um, if you're listening... I mean, we're over an hour and 20 into this goddamn fucking episode. So if you're still listening right now, yeah. uh, you know, you obviously are enjoying whatever the fuck you're listening to. And listen, you know what? This time, they don't even have to give money this time. Just give me some, give me some feedback on the sound quality of the last two episodes, 6970, because we're back in the studio. I mean, anywhere, right? They can even go to the t- Twitter. Yeah. We're on the Twitters. Yeah. I don't know for how much longer fucking Elon Musk is fucking Twitter. Yo, that guy is a fucking idiot, yo. Imagine you took a debaucherous platform like Twitter and you're being called the one who's destroying it. Oh, my God. He is so fucking stupid. It's unbelievable. Uh, he thinks people are going to pay for Twitter. He's out of his fucking mind. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So uh, go visit our Twitter page. Go visit our Patreon Go leave a comment on our Facebook. Go listen to our highlight reels. Go like us. Go hard us. Go fucking comment. Go do, like, just interact with us on... Did you say go heart us? Yeah, like Oh, okay. I got you. I I thought you said hard at first, and I didn't know what that meant, but I figured maybe I misheard that. Oh, you know what it means. Yeah. Um, So, unless... Scott has anything else to say. Uh, We will bid you adieu. All right. Bye.